News Talk ZB. Now, the man who's been charged in connection with the terror attacks in Christchurch has laid an official complaint about his treatment in prison. A correction source has said the murder accused claims his rights have been breached as he's not been allowed access to visitors or phone calls. Prisoners do have minimum entitlements under the Corrections Act. So how does this work? Criminal Bar Association President Len Anderson is with us. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Weekend Collective, Ian. Yeah, Len. Good afternoon. How are you? Uh, good, thank you. Look, so the alleged uh, Christchurch mosque shooter, uh, is he being deprived of basic rights while in jail? Well, the answer is we don't know. We don't have enough information to be able to say that. I mean, there are certain minimum rights set out, as you've identified, but it's not quite as simple as that because um, although prisoners are entitled to visitors, the visitors have to be uh, approved and suitable people. And similarly, while they're entitled to make phone calls um, to people, they've got an an unlimited right to make phone calls to legal advisers. But outside that, there's some control over it because you can imagine, for instance, the situation if someone who was in prison for assaulting their partner was able to ring them and make threats from prison. So you can see there is a a degree of control that is exercised. And sometimes um, the, the things are put in place simply because of the processes that involve the prisoner. Like, for instance, if they're in a particular form of confinement for their own protection, that may limit the ability of um, some of these rights to be able to be provided to them. So the answer is we don't, we don't know. But, of course, um, prisoners do have rights, and they are enforceable. So the issue is that if it is a justified complaint then undoubtedly um, there can be some action taken in respect of it, either by um, visitors that go to the prison. to um, They're called prison visitors. They're a special category of people who are involved to ensure that prisoners' rights are exercised. And also the ombudsman has a role okay. with respect to ensuring prisoners' rights are maintained. Len, what, what do these complaints suggest about how the trial's going to go? Oh, they don't suggest anything, I don't think. Can't, um, can't, can't read anything no, in these tea leaves that he's, he's, he's stroppy and, 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 and rights, rights conscious? Well, yes, there's nothing wrong with being rights conscious. Um, that, that, that's exactly right. I mean, one, one of the fears that I think um, would be generally held in this sort of case is that the trial might be used as some sort of platform, and I can't see that happening. I mean, it's... An issue. It's obviously going to be a trial that is going to be closely watched. I would expect that the trial may well be presided over by the Chief High Court Judge because of its importance, and I expect that, and he has, uh, whatever judge presides over it, will have um, considerable um, con- ability to control the behaviour to ensure that it is a trial and not some sort of um, showcase. Len, Justice Minister Andrew Little is considering making hate speech and other hateful deeds an offence in the wake of um, March 15th terror attacks. Do we need hate speech laws? Well, we already have some, and this is one of the interesting things. In the Human Rights Act, there are already some hate speech laws, but they can only be prosecuted with the consent of the Attorney-General, and they require specific consent uh, require specific intents before they can be exercised. I mean, we've always placed a high value on freedom of speech, 
and that includes people saying things that are unpopular and sometimes things that are derogatory. Um, I, I think it is a good idea that it's being reviewed, but I think we have to be very careful that whatever comes into place doesn't restrict people's ability to freely express opinions, um, but is what would be considered to be appropriate to be the subject of the criminal law rather than simply perhaps opinions that are unpopular. So Len- now, the, tr- yeah, the trouble with hate speech is that if we say hate speech, we associate that quite clearly as bad, but the legislation won't be put in those terms, and that's what we've got to be very careful that it doesn't encompass speech that isn't um, hate speech. So, well, that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, what is the difference between hate speech and robust opinion? Well, I think that, you know, if you look at the um, Human Rights Act now, it requires an intent to excite hostility or ill will against or bring into contempt or ridicule a group of people. So it's not enough that something's said, it's got to be said with that intention. Now, there's, there's two issues about that. I mean, firstly, that, that would fall clearly into what we would regard hate speech, but it can perhaps be very difficult to prove that that is the intention of somebody who you might consider is completely misguided, but nevertheless has opinions and expresses them that um, create discomfort, particularly in respect of minorities. Now, I don't think, <coughs> pardon me, I don't think that we would currently be prepared to tolerate behaviour that made people feel unsafe. But the issue is how you put that in a form that is um, uh, catches the people that it should catch and doesn't restrict free free speech is, is something that's going to require some considerable discussion, I think. Uh, what would ring alarm bells for me would be the categorisation of hate speech based on some bloke or some person's offence. I think that would be very dangerous. Well, uh, it is. It, it, it's, it can't be just subjective. I quite agree. I quite agree because, you know, I mean, we don't want to take sort of recent examples. I, I, I mean, I personally don't agree with Don Brash's opinions, but he certainly has the right to express them. And I would be very concerned if we got legislation that started to um, prohibit genuinely held opinions of the type that he has, even though they may be unpopular to the majority. Mm. Hey, look, thank you so much for your time, Len. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you.